Tonight, we're going to a dangerous area of an Amazon account so we can understand the relationship between humans and PPC campaigns. Crikey! Take a look at this. We're face to face with a hard-hitting predator. And oh boy, this keyword means business. Its toxic venom can lead to hundreds of clicks without conversion. One bite, and it could leave you paralyzed with high ACAS for weeks. Now, these predators won't be mocking with us. We've got the biggest predator on our side, the Ad Badger. Oi, easy boy. And we're here to help you tame these beasts in the jungles of Amazon PPC. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Steven, and you're listening to the PPC Den Podcast, the world's first Amazon advertising podcast, and your source for all the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to grow your Amazon ads. And you can join thousands of listeners and get bonus content at adbadger.com slash podcasts. What's going on, everybody out there in Badger Nation? It is Mike here, joined by my co-host, Steven. How are you doing today on this beautiful summer day? I'm doing well. Uh, my plant in the background is not doing well. Rest in peace. It is much thinner than it was. I feel like it wasn't too many episodes ago that uh, I got these plants in my room, and they're they're uh, that one's okay. That one's dead. I'm not a good plant dad. I let everyone down. I'm sorry. This is tough. This is tough. Uh, you know, watching this podcast is like watching the death of a of a beautiful plant, once beautiful plant. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll just replace it. <laughs> I want to give a quick shout out to K ninety eight Man over on Apple Podcasts, dropping a review for us. The source for Amazon advertising. I listen to a lot of podcasts on e commerce, and this one is one of the best. They make learning Amazon PPC fun. I highly recommend listening. Thank you so much. K98 man, wherever you are. I wonder where J99 man is. Wait, do you think it's saying like K9 ate a man? Like a dog ate a man? Whoa, you think he's trying to tell us something? I think I think it's a warning. <laughs> or a, not a warning, but a hidden message. Hidden messages, warnings, fears, worries, doubts, uncertainty. We are gonna be digging into all of those in Amazon PPC. Stephen, today's topic is at at least at once, one time in the career of anyone doing PPC on any platform, Google or Amazon. Today, we're going to be digging into Amazon, of course. Should I be paying attention to and how should I be thinking about misspellings? And in, in our notes, Stephen, I misspelt the word misspellings. Misseplings, it says. Misseplings. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I always I always accidentally do one S. That's my I always do misspelling, but like one S all the time. I always do one. You know what else? You know what other word is really hard? I was looking at our old podcast, the Hitchhiker's Guide to Amazon PPC. How many H's in Hitchhikers? Who knows? Oh yeah, this is two. That's one word, right? You got two H's side by side. That's weird. Wait, I'm gonna go one word. Yeah, exactly. One word, two H's side by side. Hitchhiker. It's bizarre, yeah. and I think really the strange thing here is. It's not clear, um, and you know it's changed over time. And anyone doing PPC really does kind of need to know how this works. Um, so, 
This might be a uh, little bit lighter of a topic for you. Uh, however, it definitely helps in your understanding of Amazon PPC because it is important to understand how this machine behaves because when you know how it behaves, you know where to spend your time and you know what not to spend your time on. Um, so for me, it's more about I want to be able to control my ads, mm -hmm. plain and simple. Uh, you, When you're bidding on a word, if you're bidding on mason jars you want to show up for mason jars you don't want to show up for mason jar lids or you and you don't want to show up for history of the masons whatever it might be mm -hmm. knowing how your keywords trigger your ads knowing how amazon thinks about it is incredibly important uh, so there's a lot to unpack here this is a seemingly simple topic how does amazon ppc work within swellings uh, but it's actually a pretty important topic right and we've kind of touched on it before a long time ago um but we we blazed through it so this is just going to be a quick hopefully easy uh, i'm sure everyone has been exposed to this thing misspelled search terms before uh, misspelled search terms in their search term reports but yeah we're going to kind of dive in dispel some myths Dispel, <laughs> dispel some myths about misspelled. Whoa, hey now. And so <laughs> let's dive right in. Alrighty, so here is the big thing. Exact, phrase, broad, we all know what those are. Uh, if you do not, if you are completely new to Amazon PPC and you don't know what exact, phrase, and broad are, be sure to search on our blog. Uh, we'll link in the notes uh, for, for a place where you can go learn more about those terms. But essentially, those things, particularly the biggest one is exact. When we bid on exact, a lot of people think you're only only going to show up for that exact term. And unfortunately, exact doesn't necessarily mean exact. It's exact-ish match. Exact-ish. That's right. Uh, and you know what's really interesting is that, you know, I've been doing PPC for almost 10 years now. And what's crazy about it is I remember a time... Uh, on Google ads where exact really did mean exact. And then one time they're just like, you know what? We're going to turn it to exact-ish. Now they didn't use those words specifically. Yeah. They're correct. They're, they're like, guess what? Exact now is also going to include all these other things. And people were really up in arms. But the reason they did it was because, listen, people misspell things all the time. Like, don't you want to show up for those when people are intending to search for something? That was their logic. Amazon followed suit no surprise. It's a sort of really interesting thing. Google actually operates a little differently, uh, which we'll talk to when we talk about negative keywords, because negative exact behaves differently over there. But in terms of Amazon, it's a very interesting thing where singular plurals and misspellings are going to be lumped in and treated as one single word. So if you're bidding on the exact match shoe, S-H-O-E, guess what? You could show up for shoes. You could show up for shoes with a Z at the end of it. You could show up for S H E O. You know, you, so you can show you can't show up for misspellings, and I think that is a pretty important first principle to pay attention to. That exact match, you can actually show up for singulars, plurals, variations, misspellings. And you know, for a situation like shoes, um, it's not really going to matter if you know, the singular plural variations are probably not going to change between running shoe and running shoes. Because even if someone's searching for any shoe, running shoe, they obviously want a pair of shoes. They're not trying to buy just the left shoe. You um, never know. You never know, I guess. Um, I mean, I guess not everybody has two feet. So maybe someone does just want to buy one shoe. Mm -hmm. uh, but you might, you know, say you're selling 
something like, I don't know, like a cutting board or something. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be a difference between people looking for cutting boards versus cutting board because people searching for cutting boards might be looking for a set, you know, a few different sizes. Um, and so you may want to have, you know, say you have a singular version variation of your cutting board product and you've got another one that is a, is a set, you know, you might want those to have two different bids, um, based on those two different keywords, because you kind of anticipate a different kind of audience, a different kind of purchasing behavior. Unfortunately, you can't do that anymore since Amazon got rid of the exact means exact, or what we could say true exact match and moved over to this kind of exact right. <laughs> uh, match type. And that's actually a, a big issue. Like there's times where people get stuck between a, you know, it's not the worst place to be in. You know, if you're selling one cutting board and you're appearing for cutting boards, it's it's not ideal because people could be searching for a set. That's a really good example. So it's this kind of strange spot that searching and bidding like are out of equilibrium where it's like, I want to just appear for cutting board. Why am I showing up right. for cutting boards? I only sell one. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it, it can be difficult. To add to that difficulty, if somebody is searching cutting boards, do they just want to look at a lot of different kinds of cutting boards or are they actually eager to buy a three pack? Right. Like, yeah, the, like maybe they're just saying, I just want to see cutting boards so that I can pick mm-hmm. one. <laughs> For sure. I would like to decide. Still, yeah. I would like to pick what I appear for. Be in control. So it's for sure. definitely frustrating. Another thing uh, that is included in exact, so not just uh, singular plural variations, not only misspellings are included, but they also include different variations in a search term that include um, you know, definite or indefinite articles, such as a, uh, oh wait, that's the same article, <laughs> just pronounced differently, uh, a, an, <laughs> And the, you know, so if you if you are bidding on the keyword Lord of the Rings, the search term the Lord of the Rings could still qualify. Lord of a ring. Yeah, Lord of a ring. Um, <laughs> yeah, you could also you could literally so under these these rules you could have Lord Ring, and you could get the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, that would actually be interesting to see that actually happen. But I mean that does fall under like because there's a singular plural variation going from ring to rings, and then you've got some uh, conjunctions and articles and prepositions and everything that that are included uh another thing that we've seen be included are um for anyone going back to uh you know grammar school of i think like i don't know if it was like third grade or junior high but we all learned the acronym fanboys for conjunctions which is for and nor but or yet so see i paid attention in school i've never heard that before in my life i remember that that in pemdas uh parentheses exponents multiplication division for math there you go but yeah so so if you're doing something like yeah you know if you have jump rope kids you could get jump rope for kids mm-hmm. um so all that is, is going to play into effect and honestly even though it'd be nice to have control over all these things in my opinion it it is nice it's nice to not have to worry about well i think two things happened one i don't need to worry about generating hundreds and hundreds of different keywords uh, to pick up on all of the possible variations that could happen. So that's nice, number one. Number two, it consolidates the data. Because someone looking for jump rope kid versus jump rope for kid versus jump rope for kids, they're all likely going to be having the same search intent. Um, and so it's nice to consolidate all that data on one keyword so that you can have, you know, because more data is your friend. You, you, the more data you have, the more confidence you have in optimizing your bids, um, even setting exact match or sorry, negative keywords, I mean. So I like that it that it does consolidate it 
to me, it makes the job a little bit easier. Although it would be nice to have the option to separate out, like to, to have like a true exact option in case if you really did only want to have um, the singular or the, the plural uh, as a certain keyword. Exactly. So there are some times where this is maybe less than ideal and there's times where it's actually helpful. Uh, you know, as a quick aside, it is worth mentioning too, for your broad and your phrase, the same thing happens. So when you're targeting running shoes phrase, you're also going to be included, you know, for lots of different phrases like men's running shoes and even when the word men's is misspelled improperly. So that's the way that it works. We do not have true exact match. Now, the key is where, and this is where Google and Amazon do di diverge Google still has true negative exact, meaning if you are bidding on cutting boards and you want to appear for cutting, I'm sorry, and you want to block cutting board, you can add a negative exact cutting board and it would block just that specific thing. Amazon does not operate that way, which is super unfortunate um, because if you were to block negative exact cutting board, you would also be blocking cutting boards. So the same exact-ish also applies to negative keywords, which I think is immensely unfortunate, but you absolutely have to know that if you are looking through your search term, you're bidding on cutting board, you don't appear for cutting boards, and you go and you block one of them, you will be blocking both of them. Yeah, and we actually- Which is a big deal. Yeah, we, we tried this strategy because we had um, two singular keyword campaigns running, one plural, one singular, and we tried to add the, uh, the plural variation as a negative to the singular campaign, and the singular variation as a negative to the plural campaign and uh, just a test because we were trying to see if, if it would just, because they were both getting impressions for both search terms. And sure enough, when we added those negatives, they both stopped getting all impressions entirely. So that just confirmed it for us. So yeah, so that's a bummer. So I mean, in that, in that instance, what we ultimately ended up deciding is that it doesn't make sense to have two separate campaigns, again, diluting the data across two different keywords, two different campaigns with two different placement settings. Um, when both campaigns are getting impressions for both the singular and the plural version of the search term. So we just paused the one that had a little bit less data on it and just, you know, moved everything over to the to the other campaign. Exactly. So it's absolutely worth knowing. Like I would say it's it's more important to know how the negatives behave because negative phrase and negative exact are going to block close like variants and misspellings. I almost, in, in some regards, it's almost more important to know how the negatives behave than the positive keywords um, because you need you really need to think like, are there going to be close plurals, variants that I might be inadvertently blocking? So that's a big deal. Do you ever, do you ever wonder why there's no such thing as negative broad? It would just do the same as negative phrase. Well, I mean, like what if you had running shoes but you also wanted to block shoes running, which broad would allow for. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if someone typed in shoes for running, that would still mm -hmm. uh, qualify under a negative phrase of running shoes. Amazon makes some funky choices. Does Google have negative broad? Mm, they do, but it behaves just like negative phrase. The exact same? Broad, it, broad, in, Google, uh, broad in Google operates like broad in sponsored brands. Gotcha. Okay, I see what you're saying. Anyways, <laughs> back to uh, um, the search term reports uh, and exact match keywords. One thing that I think is worth noting is we, we've talked a lot about um, how to use brand analytics to your advantage. 
Um, we had a four-part series on that. The very first part of that series, we talked about the Amazon search terms, which is Amazon's ranking of all of the search terms typed into the search bar over the past week, quarter, month, whatever time frame you want to use. And it doesn't tell you the exact volume for those searches, but it does rank them from one to like over a million of how frequently were these terms searched in that time frame. One thing to note about that is that search term list does not consolidate misspellings and singular plural variations. So if you're looking at, uh, if like if you're, I don't know, picking another word, say you're looking for um, vitamin, all right, and you type in the word vitamin, and let's say that like vitamin is ranked like 2000 most frequently searched thing. Vitamins might be like the 500th most frequently searched thing. Um, so they can break those apart. And if someone, if a typo is very popular, like maybe people are typing vitamin with an E at the end. Um, and if that's, you know, that, like that could show up on the rank. So the only reason why that's important to know is when you're doing these single keyword campaign strategies, if you're doing them and you're trying to figure out those keywords that you can pull from that search term list, or you're just trying to figure out like how your product's performing, you do want to test out a few different ways of, you, you, I mean, you do want to, you want to play out with the singular version when you're searching your filters with the plural version with a couple misspellings when you're in brand analytics. When you're in brand analytics, you'll want to test out a few different ways of spelling uh, a certain keyword to, to make sure you're capturing all of the possible search terms that are coming through. So now that we've really explained all of this, Let's talk about what you should actually do. And I think the first thing that I see some people do is they will rake their brains and use tools and use, you know, if you just Google like misspell generator, you will find a lot of different misspellings. Should I be going through and like finding these things, adding them as exact matches? Like, should I be too worried about these things? You know, we have a lot of people come to us from other agencies because they were dissatisfied with the performance or whatever, and they come to us either uh, to use the software to get coaching or maybe ask us you know, if, if we can do like yeah, consulting call or, or do uh, managed services ourselves. And I can't tell you how many times when we get access to an account, a, a, account to do like an audit for them or something, I so frequently see from whoever the previous agencies happen to be, like entire campaigns dedicated to misspelled words. Like that'll be in the campaign title, like misspellings. And it's such an archaic strategy because that hasn't been the case since like 2016. And so I'm wondering, like, why are people still on the strategy? Like, do you not see in your search term reports that like all of the different variations for your exact match keyword that you're getting? Like there was a time when there when there was value for having misspelled keyword generators. Yeah, worth using them back then. But anybody still running that clearly isn't paying attention to uh, um, what's actually going on in their search term reports. Because Amazon's getting smarter over time. Like perhaps many, many years ago, it didn't have the intelligence to know, um, you know, cutting board, B-O-R-E-D and B-O-A-R-D meant the same thing. Um, however, now, you know, I made some searches earlier today. I typed in running shoes with a Z. It autocorrected to running shoes. There wasn't even an option to search instead for running shoes with a Z. And I searched moleskin notebooks and I butchered the spelling of it. And lo and behold, it autocorrected it for me, moleskin notebooks, and it didn't even bother giving me the option. Like, did you mean what this other thing instead? Now, what's interesting is you still see some searches where it says, did you mean to search the other thing? Did you mean to search your actual misspelling? 
that's becoming rarer and rarer to the point where it's not even worth doing, in my opinion, because you will appear for that more than likely anyway. So the pool of keywords that and misspellings that Amazon doesn't know are actually misspellings of the other thing is getting microscopic. Mm-hmm. And it's not worth doing much about it. It's definitely worth knowing how it operates and definitely worth going through and understanding how exact and negative exact, negative phrases all behave so that you're not making improper decisions like adding a negative exact for your singular because you want to appear only for the plural and then end up blocking both. You definitely need to know that, but you do not need to rake your brain over, let me Google like misspellings for the word notebook, Like you don't need to do that anymore. Right. I mean, yeah, there are still brands selling these products, these, uh, uh, like these misspelled keyword generators. Don't waste your money on that. You don't need it. Amazon's got you covered. PPC is stressful enough without having to worry about this too. Yeah. I mean, you know, relax that, you know, Amazon's going to cover all your misspelled variations, your singular plural variations. I really hope Amazon gives us the opportunity, uh, to opt out of that in the future. If we want that, like, Hey, if you want to have a true exact match that you can do, um, kind of like with modified broad match, you had a plus sign in front of the keyword. You know, that'd be cool if they could give us like a modified exact match or something like that. That would be really cool. I'd love to see that happen. But in the meantime, major takeaway for you guys is to just understand how exact match really works. And the same goes for phrase and broad. Um, if you have a phrase match keyword and it's misspelled or singular plural variations, like it'll all that still applies. So just in summary, what you should do with this, uh, feel free to consolidate your keywords if you want to. You don't need to have... Um, all these different misspelled variations. You don't need to have singular plural variations. If you are doing a single keyword campaign strategy, um, you can consolidate that as well into uh, fewer campaigns, which should hopefully make you know management a little bit easier on you and also give more data to your fingertips so you can have more confidence when making uh, optimization decisions. And uh, lastly, don't uh, don't feel like you need to get any keyword generators um, that you know generate a ton of misspellings for you. It's not necessary and uh, you're gonna be just fine out there. That is right. Um, so, and you, you know, it's actually pretty funny, like when you do search misspelling tool, and funny enough, I misspelled misspelling when I searched it. Again? <laughs> like these, these existed for forever. Um, like old, like down the line, like people made these for Google, people made them for SEO, which I, I'm actually not sure how it impacts like Google SEO. Yeah. But f- for the most part, don't really need to worry about it on Amazon PPC. And I think that is our show. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Uh, We've got some great episodes planned for you over the next two weeks. We are going to be diving in deep to Demand Side Platform, the Demand Side Platform uh, Part 2. We did Part 1 a few weeks ago. Steven's going to get mad at me if I don't say the DSP. I'm not going to get mad at you, but... Amazon reps will (laughs) Uh, talking and as well we have another episode coming up in the next few weeks on a new product launch strategy that we heard on LinkedIn where you can add us as friends because we're going to start using LinkedIn more Michael Erickson for Sheen Stephen Nock Stephen with a Stephen with a PH PH we'd love we'd love to connect with you guys engage with you guys shoot us a DM we'll hit you back Yes, and have a good one, everyone. We will see you next week on the pod. Have a good one. 
Thanks so much for listening to the PPC Den podcast. Our goal of every episode is to give you guys actionable information so you can go right to your computer and start optimizing with the new skills you've learned. Be sure to subscribe because we'll be back next Wednesday with more great PPC skills for you. And you can always head over to adbadger.com slash podcast for all of our show notes and bonus content that we've made exclusively for our listeners. If you guys are finding these podcasts to be valuable for you and your business, you can help us continue making them by dropping us a review on Apple Podcasts. All right, Badger, are you ready to go back to camp and rest up for tomorrow? What a good boy.